Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Today on the show, we have Dan Claps. His company is called The Franchise Playbook. And what they do is they help people to become franchise owners. Dan, thanks for being on the show today. Chad, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. So before we got into this, you were telling me before you got into the franchise playbook, you actually exited one of your businesses and sold it to private equity. Could you share the story on that? Absolutely. I'll go back a bit because it was a journey to get to there. I started off in business in college. I was always the kid when I was younger in high school and even younger, I was selling whatever I could, lemonade, cookies, whatever would I could get my hands on. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so in college, I ended up starting a staffing and recruiting business where I built it up to be pretty decent size. It was, it was something that paid the bills for me. And I went to exit or sell that business in my early 20s just because I was ready to do the next next thing. And I learned that I didn't have a business that I could sell. It was not me. It was all me that was running the business. And so I learned a valuable lesson, which was when you own a business, you need to put business systems in place so it can run without you. Nothing should depend on you as the owner. And when you first start out as an entrepreneur, you think like, I'm going to do everything and I'm the most important. I'm going to work really hard. And that's all great. But you actually need to build a business that works without you through systems. And so I explored franchise opportunities because I felt like I could learn how to build systems that way. And so in exploring franchises, I fell in love with the process of, of owning a franchise. And so instead, I ended up building a franchise consulting business where I helped people that were interested in owning a franchise become a franchise owner. That started in 2014. And then in 2016, I ended up taking that desire to help people become a business owner. And I started a lead generation company. And that lead generation company helped people purchase a franchise. That's all I've ever really done. We found people all over the country that wanted to buy a franchise and we connected them to franchise opportunities. That business was a multi-million or still is a multi-million dollar business. And quite frankly, Chad, I'm fortunate it was running on its own. After seven years, it was, it was just running. And so I had the opportunity when a private equity firm wanted to acquire it, I was able to exit that business in May of last year, all because of that lesson though, which was back in college that I had to put systems in place that the business ran without me. I always like businesses where you're selling a large asset and it sounds like that's what you're doing with that. And you still are. People don't talk about the fact that you don't just start a business. I started a business to make a living and a pay bills after having my exit and seeing the enterprise value that you can create and really the wealth generation you can create. I realized that you're building a business to make an impact. You're building a business to earn a living, but in the long term, you should be working towards that future exit, which is typically multiples of what you make. It's multiples of what your cash flow is. And so now in my early thirties, as I build franchise playbook, I'm very intentional with understanding enterprise value and, and how to build a business that Maybe we make less money today, but we're building it for the longer term to be more valuable. Yeah, I, I appreciate that methodology. I similarly operate in that way. My first business was more of a lifestyle business and it scaled well. We made money, but I realized that it wasn't really sellable. So we closed it. And now this one, it's more of a, it's a software subscription that's going to sell for a high equity multiple. So always operate with the end in mind. And it sounds like you're in the same <laughs> school of thought. We're like kindred spirit. Yeah, it's exactly same, same story, basically. Yeah. So with the franchise playbook, how does that model look? Yeah, great question. 
So I've built my career in that previous business on helping people purchase a franchise business. And what I had happen was that we would build between my team and myself, we would build really deep relationships with the people who bought a franchise. I can't think of one person that has bought a franchise that either myself or my team couldn't go to their home for dinner with their family and vice versa. Like it's a deep relationship when you help someone make that kind of transition. And through that business indirectly and directly, I'd helped over a thousand people become a business owner. And so tremendous amount of people. But what I learned was I didn't get to work with them ongoing. Like they bought a franchise and then they went on to the franchise and I really wanted to build a business where not only did we help someone become a business owner, but we would work with them as the franchisor teaching them how to succeed and become a successful business owner. And so I launched Franchise Playbook actually in September of last year, really with the intention of building a franchise or organization where I can help hopefully thousands of people become a business owner through this amazing thing, which is franchise ownership, which for people that are listening, it's not just McDonald's or Burger King. You don't need a million dollars to be a franchise owner. There's actually a franchise system in almost every business sector. So when you say it's in every sector, how would somebody go and start figuring out how to pick the right franchise? Well, that's why you talk with someone like myself or, or consult. There's franchise consultants out there. I highly recommend people reach out to what's called a franchise consultant. A franchise consultant is like a real estate agent or a recruiter for franchises, and they can help people that are interested. They can help them identify industries and spaces that make sense based on the individual's background and skill sets and their desires. For example, if someone has a skill set in leading people or sales, they may be a really great fit for like a home services business, plumbing, roofing, restoration, painting. Whereas someone that is maybe more operations focused may be a better fit for like a brick and mortar type business or they want to own multiple gyms or there's all kinds of businesses. There's franchise consultants that can help people learn about opportunities. And for me at Franchise Playbook, we're not a franchise consultant, we're a franchisor. But my vision is one day to have multiple brands, 10 brands, so that we can match people to each one of our brands that make most sense for them. But yeah, I, I recommend working with a franchise consultant if you're exploring franchises. That makes sense on your model. You want to have a portfolio of options. Come to me, I'll say you up with a franchise. Yeah, well, what happens is it's shared services. So like my executive team, we all have combined over 50 years of combined franchise experience across 17 franchise brands. And quite frankly, like we're in the cleaning and restoration space. That's what we do. And what I always tell people is, I mean this in the nicest way. I don't mean this like arrogantly. I never would have thought I'd own a cleaning and restoration business. Like I live in New York City. I own a condo, but I rent it out. I live in an apartment. I barely do any handiwork. I'm not like, a, I'm just not like a handy person, quite frankly. Yet I'm in the business of cleaning and restoration. And quite frankly, I'll never clean or restore anything. Like that's not what I do. I lead companies. And so my team of leaders then have technicians that are doing that day-to-day -day work, which is amazing. We create really great workplaces for people that do that type of work to thrive and create winning compensation models for them. But to be a franchise owner doesn't mean you're going to clean toilets or chop the bread at a subway. Like you're going to be the business owner, not the dude, the day-to-day -day doer. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it definitely does. Hey, listen, I'm in a tech space and I just recently got my general contractor's license. Same school of thought. I never thought that I'd be exploring that industry, but <laughs> there's a lot of opportunity in construction. Home service is a 
$500 billion a year annual industry. You can't predict where you're going to go in life. Getting to here was hard. I mean, I've worked a business owner's hours since I was 18. It's almost like a muscle. Like I'm just used to working at a different level than I maybe would if you had a job. But to get to here was a lot of work. But now, as soon as I exited my business, I knew that that capital was not for me. If that makes any sense that I didn't touch a dollar of it. Like that capital was meant to put towards my vision of, of helping people become a business owner. And, you know, I'm not doing, I, my business is not necessarily just all about making money. And I tell people that all the time, business is about making an impact and, and you want to be driven by something more than just money. Money is great. Don't get me wrong. I like to make money, but you want to be motivated by something else. You'd really appreciate this book. If you haven't read it, have you ever read enterprise value? No, I haven't yet. So, so as I explored, I knew I wanted to be a franchisor and I knew I wanted to be in home services. Again, big industry, homes continue to be built. We're never going to not have the homes that are already built. So I knew I wanted to be in home services. And so we looked at over a dozen industries, painting, roofing, plumbing, and we landed on restoration as an industry because it's a $210 billion industry. It's growing 5% year over year. And this book, Enterprise Value, says when looking at an industry, one of the questions you need to ask is, is that industry in or out of favor with institutional investors? So technology, in favor. Construction, in favor. Restoration, in favor. And so that's what led us to go down that path. It was not really about enjoying water damage. It was about understanding that that market will continue to grow. Homes get older. The average age of the home is over 50 years across America, 50 years old. And unfortunately, due to climate change, there continues to be more storms and water damage. Just last thing I'll say is this kind of blew my mind. There's 14,000 water damage cases a day, every single day in America. I believe it. I'm based in South Florida. We just had massive storms the past five days. I know there's leaking roofs everywhere. It's crazy. And it's not even just sto it's storms. You have your kid leaves their bathtub running overnight. The pipes break. And so like what we're doing, just say the last thing because I'm so passionate about it. What we do is our franchisees, their teammates go into the home when there's a water issue, which by the way, is a need, not a want. Someone has to fix it. So we go, we suck out the water from the incident and pretty cool. The truck goes, big hose goes down, pulls out the water, very high profit margin because it's not material uh, intensive. And then we have air dryers that go to stay in the home for three days. We check them every day pull them out, and then we clean the floors. And of course, first we do remediation, which is cutting without getting into details. We make sure the home won't have any mold in the future, make it look good as new. And to me, that's a pretty cool like business to be in because you're helping people that are dealing with a bit of a crisis. It's a great business model. It's your material cost is low too, and you're solving a major issue, urgent problem that they need to get resolved. And insurance pays it, right? So like the insurance is who's paying the the average water restoration job is $2,700. And so that's something the homeowner doesn't have to worry about. The insurance pays that, that bill. Yeah, that's amazing. So if one of our listeners wanted to reach out to you to learn more about this, how would they do so? They would reach out to our website, which is myvodafranchise.com. Franchise called Voda Cleaning and Restoration. So myvodafranchise.com. Thank you, Dan, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. 
Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you next time.